don't forget to listen on your TuneIn app on all smartphone devices. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Back on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPN NHRadio.com. Kicking off hour number three here. Five questions with uh, the absent Mark Lozell, although he is here in spirit with his five questions coming up at one twenty. As we mentioned earlier, he can, submitted his five questions. Can you speak into your microphone? So, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, was, I was getting a little excited. I was speaking over it. I'm sorry. Is this better? Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. There were like no levels going <laughs> my out. My bad. My bad. I, don't, I want people to hear you. Well, yeah, sort I want of. people to hear my lovely voice. If you're out there listening, thank you for those, listening. Those as, as your levels go down <laughs> again. Smooth tones of the sports blast. <laughs> I love how it's taken us this long to get to uh, what we're about to talk to. Chris Sale. We didn't even like. We mentioned him briefly off the top. Well, right? he we haven't really got into it. Or Still, Wednesday. Sorry, that it was, was the thing that ago. we were looking forward to the most. This Absolutely, season was seeing the debut of Chris Sale. And he did not disappoint. I told you seven guys. innings, you never seven w- strikeouts, three hits. The past and few years, no one got past first. I base. make sure to watch every one of Chris Sale's starts, oh, even when he, he was with the White Sox. He is appointment viewing. Yes, uh, for sure. Like when he's pitching, you have to. And again, I don't want to put him in the same conversation as Pedro, but that's the last time we kind of had that type of uh, mentality. This sort of hype, at least. Daisuke. The beginning of Dice Gay. No, no, no. The beginning of Dice Gay was the hype. That, that, that hype. wasn't on this on this sort of level. No, no. But Dice Gay got a lot of hype with the media. He did, but a lot of that was the Japanese media. Now, a lot of that was the Japanese media. True. Did you see how many, that first at bat that I forget it wasn't his? I don't think it was his major league debut, but there was one game where it was Dice Gay facing Ichiro. Yes. And the camera flashes for that at bat. Yeah. Were un- it was blinding. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Japanese media was absolutely blinding. Yeah, right. but yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to talk about Daisuke. Screw no. Daisuke. No. I hated Daisuke. No, the but- hype was nowhere near what it was for this guy, and rightfully so. Yeah, well, you He's saw the ovation the he got on opening AL. day. Oh, absolutely. Right? Fans know Tip what the this hat guy to is. The crowd too, because he- you want him to know. Hey. We're pumped to have oh, you. Oh, and here, we're man. behind you here. Yeah. Like you this know. ain't this ain't Chicago. Like again, Chicago is a big market, but it's bigger for the Cubs. Absolutely. Not so much for the White oh, Sox. Oh, the White Sox play second well, fiddle to yeah, the Cubs. Now in they do. Well, they always have. No one can. Uh, are you kidding Even me? When Le- the Cubs leading suck. into that Cubs World Series, all anyone could talk about was Chicago's never won a World Series. Uh, actually, you won a World Series in like less than a decade ago. Yep. So and, and they broke a curse of their own because the last time they had won before Sorry, that was 2006. And no one cared. So, no one yeah. in Chicago cared. The last time the uh, the White Sox won was like 87 years before that, and no one was talking about it. Everyone was concerned with the Red Sox breaking their curse because Boston is a bigger baseball town. Chicago yeah. is a baseball town if you're talking about the Cubs. Right. Not so much if you're talking about the White Sox, though. No, no one cares about the White Sox. No one cared that they won. I no think one 80, cared that they I won. I think 80% of Chicago is comprised of Cubs fans, even if you're not from the north side. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little bit like uh, New York, where most most people gravitate to the Yankees, and there's a couple well, of Mets fans uh, out there. Now it's know? the opposite. Well, because the well, team is good. Yeah. If when, when Queens, the White you're a Mets Sox, fan. Otherwise when the White Sox Yankees won fan. the World Series, people went People went to those games. Right. But there was nowhere near the amount of hype. It wasn't like, oh, well, this is a, a valid substitute for the Cubs winning a World Series. The White Sox win. It's the same town. No, there was none of that. No, it's because there's, they're on different sides of and the city. And now Chris Sale is pitching in a market where every time he takes the mound, people it's going to be a packed house. Yep. He's going to get standing ovations after every solid start. I mean, I'm sure he was getting them at U.S. Cellular as well. Right. But not like what he's going to hear at Fenway. Not like what he heard the other night. Right. No. No way. And this, look, the hype is legit, obviously, with this guy. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league for the past six years. He's going to be great here. He didn't allow a single runner past first base yep. in the start. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and also, like, yeah, we know he has great stuff. That slider is absolutely disgusting. Love it. But more so than his stuff, Brian, I was talking to you about this, his attitude on the mound. Yeah, you were talking firing. about the walk. I was talking I, about, like, he got, a, a like, a good double play. Right, yeah, but that, that ended up helping him. I'm talking about him being mad at himself. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he gave up a walk, yeah. and, you know, he oh, kind of he, he, got, he got fired up at himself, and he was, you could see the body language. He was so angry, and I love that. 
I love guys that wear their heart on their sleeves like that. David Price, again, I, I don't know, but he'd probably just roll his eyes and go, Whoop. Oh well. Yeah. Who's, well, who's scared of David Price? Not, oh, not only like getting mad at himself about that, but he's not afraid to go inside. Uh, oh, that's the thing. Rick oh, Porcello yeah. and Chris Sale led the American League last year and, and hit and hit, hit batters. He is a fiery, which is crazy yeah. because Chris Sale doesn't walk people. No, yep. he doesn't. Neither does Porcello. He's not afraid to go inside. Well, and that's the thing. When, when you've got pitchers that you see the hit the hit batters are up. But the walks are down. <laughs> right. It's not for a lack of control that they're hitting batters. They're coming inside. That's my plate. Get off it. <laughs> right. and, and then you, when you do that as a pitcher, you then own the outside of the plate. Right. Because yeah. they're not going to be able to reach that outside corner. And and if Chris Sale and Rick Porcello are hitting their spots, you've got two uh, great pitchers at the front of this rotation. Yep. Uh, at the front of the rotation, whose attitudes are. Fantastic to me. Yeah. Honestly, and, I, I love the anger on the mound. And Chris I, Sale probably a little more anger than, than Porcello. Porcello is a little bit more even killed. And I like that too. Sure. But sure. it's like the polar opposite of David Price. Oh, it's so different. Because David Price is out there. He already has a defeatist attitude in Boston after one year. Right. Now it's going to be more of, well, you know, I tried to make the pitch and it just didn't work out my way. No, Sale was fired up after he gave up that walk. Oh, yeah. And at that point, he it's not like he was getting his ass kicked on the mound. He no. was pitching great. As Brian, right. you just said, he didn't allow a runner past first base. And the three hits that he gave up, all singles, yep. a couple of them were little nubbers right. that didn't get out of the infield. The guy was on fire. And when he gave up that walk, he was pissed, and I loved it. And I he could have uh, he could have gotten another. It, it it was the most emotional I've seen a Red Sox player upset at himself since John Lester, since Josh Beckett. And obviously, I liked Lester more than Beckett because Beckett was so inconsistent. Every other year, he was good. But I just I love pitchers like that that have that fiery and intense attitude about themselves. And and Price just doesn't have it. Yeah, and it would have been nice if the Red Sox could have gotten him one run to earn him his first yeah. win as a Red Sox player. But you know what? I, I think that Chris Sale will take the no decision in a victory. You know, you don't want to lose that game where you, where Chris Sale goes out and pitches seven shutout innings. Yeah, and he and he was lights out. He had what eight strikeouts? Seven. Seven, seven strikeouts and seven innings pitched, no runs allowed. That's as much as you can ask from a pitcher who you Three expect to be the ace walk. of your rotation. Yeah. You know, this, this guy is legit. Mm-hmm. And for whatever concerns we've always had about pitchers coming in, first year in Boston, tough market to play in. He's a different animal. He totally is. He's a guy that's, uh, you know what, he's probably going to take it and go the other way with it. Yeah, it He'll looks like he is. He, under you, the pressure, I, I under the like spotlight of playing I in Boston. I absolutely think he's one of those guys. And as you said, Dave, appointment viewing television, that's what it's going to be. When Chris Sill is on the mound... It's going to be like, hey, everyone hold your horses. Whatever you're doing, whatever plans you have, stop those and go watch the Sox game. Chris Sale's pitching. Yeah, he's going to make guys look foolish. Yeah, he always year. does. And, and and that is exciting stuff. You, we well, haven't you had a pitcher uh, that we've been this excited about, and, and we were excited about David Price last year. But not to this. This is different. No. Yeah, uh, this is different. You saw, uh, well, six of his seven uh, strikeouts were swinging, and several of those were the slider. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he threw oh, a that slider. That's kill pitch. Like, every time Chris Sale takes the mound, I feel like there's the potential for something special to happen. I'm not saying he's going to throw a no-hitter or a perfect game, but you're going to see something lights out where he's going to strike out 10 guys over 8 innings and you know just have an absolute gem almost every time out. And obviously that doesn't happen every time. Let's see it a couple more times. Yeah, and look, he's not not like godly in the sense that he's never going to get lit up. Yeah, he'll get lit up a couple times. You do remember remember David Price's first start last year, right? Gave up five runs. No, no, no. He had a great outing his first game oh, yeah. against the Orioles. He it's went eight Orioles, innings. Yeah. I think he gave up one one run I against think the I Orioles. I thinking of the Braves game then when he didn't pitch No, well. Price, had like... a, Price had a good opener for the Red Sox last year. So, so we should, so we let's should hold it, our horses. Let's give it a couple more games, but I, I think that there's a, there's a legitimate reason and enough evidence to suggest that this guy is a different animal than yeah. David Price. And he's not going to flounder under the spotlight here in Boston. It's not going to be too tough a market. He's not going to be responding to people on Twitter. He's going to go out there with the same attitude every single time he takes to the mound. And he's going to pitch lights out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I expect from this guy. I expect it all year. And, and honestly, I'll be disappointed if we get anything less out of this guy. This is how he's been touted. He's going to be a model of consistency out there. He's going to be your ace. Yeah. Even though Rick Porcello got the start on opening day, make no mistake, Chris Sale is the ace of this rotation. Agreed. And he showed it. 
He showed it on Wednesday, and again, that's a Pirates team that really isn't any good. It it, it kind of stinks that his, uh, Chris Sale's next start is against a team that he started a lot against in against the Tigers, which will be when. Monday against Verlander. Monday against the Tigers. Yeah. That's beautiful. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, he, he struggled in his career against the Tigers. But no, the, but, that, but that's, kind is... of that, that's what makes it interesting is we want to see how he deals with right. sure. and, that well, he doesn't have the best history against. And the other thing about Chris Sale, you know, when you're talking about bringing a guy here, uh, you know, and David Price was sort of similar, but a lot of times, you know, there's that concern when you bring a guy over from the National League to the American League. This guy's faced all these teams. He's faced all these hitters. True. He knows what he's doing. He's dominant against the AL East. Yeah, you know, and at, at the very least, if he's struggled against Detroit, he's going to be familiar with the with the hitters. Right, that's true. So, so there is a leg up that he has uh, in coming to Boston. Here, uh, I think that we can say with confidence that he can pitch in the American League. He can pitch in the AL East, and I think that we can expect going forward for him to have more performances like we saw in, on Wednesday. Right. So, uh, so I'm excited for the rest of his. Oh, I am too. I am. I am, I am very up. excited. I just and this is the most excited I've seen Dave about anything relating to the Red Sox in a long time. Oh, I don't get excited, but when there's a real reason, I mean, you know, when there's a legit reason, yeah. And this guy is is a reason to Mo- get excited. Monday's for this game team. is appointment television because not only is Sale going, Verlander's going on the opposite side. That'll be a pitching duel. One sure. o'clock game. And it's everyone gonna, should watch it. You know, I really do. <laughs> I I hope it doesn't turn into one of those things where. Uh, you know, and Price struggled with it a little bit last year, where the run support really isn't there right. when your ace goes. Right. You know, and, and oftentimes when your ace goes, you're getting another pitcher on the opposing team that's uh, pretty good as well. Uh, and it looks like the Red Sox just one, two, three. one, two, three inning. That was pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> top of the first is over, uh, and it'll be Eddie Rodriguez heading to the mound here, who's another one. I, I'm excited for Eddie Rodriguez this year, guys. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. No, I, I'm I, intrigued. Intrigued is I, the word. I want to see what he does, yeah. right? And I think that this is a year where he can step up, but... I mean, what else can you say about Chris Sale? I, you know, what else can you even say? This is just us fawning over Chris Sale, and I feel like it was, you know, this deserved a segment of its own. Well, sure. Well, we uh, okay, let's try and find a blemish. Let's try and find a blemish. Hold on, hold on. Was there one Dave on hold Wednesday? On. Yeah, the, the amount rock. of the amount of pitches he threw. Well, uh, his pitch seven. count was a lot. His pitch yeah. count. Got well, that's what he's striking out bats. Last year, beginning of the year during spring training, he told the media, and just like everyone, he was basically like, I. I'm looking to get more contact. So he took a couple miles off his fastball so he could get more contact so he could um, work on his pitch count. Okay. Induce ground well, balls. Uh, well, I mean, it didn't work for him on Wednesday then. He p- went seven innings. In yeah, I know, but his pitch count was high. 101? He was at like 103. Well, yeah, I think, I, look, first start of the year, I think guys are going to hover around 100 pitches. I think once he really hits his stride, Farrell's going to unleash him and let him go 115. If he's on, he's going to let him go 100. Oh, oh yeah, obviously. Definitely. I thought he could have gone one more inning. It's early, but, it's but early still, in the for year, the first, but yeah. First you, start of the year, you don't want to push him too far. Right. right. If you put him in in the eighth, he's, you're talking he's throwing 120 to 125 pitches. Especially in the score. I mean, it's different if it was like 7 nothing. He, right. he entered the 7th. You don't want him to give up the potential go-ahead run right. and then take the loss. Right. Right. Well, I'm just saying, uh, so he, he's made an effort to uh, just take off like a mile or two on his fastball, sure. which should be 97-98. He was throwing like 96. But well, hopefully that helps yeah. with the, uh, you know, the... Imminent elbow. Yeah, I know. Dave, Dave was actually. You were talking about. You're not a fan of the herky jerky, mo- like the. Well, that uh, he it's has, not that I'm know? not a fan of it. I think it's deceiving to hitters, which is a good thing. It's just that that's an injury waiting to happen. No, uh, Randy Johnson pitched that like that. But but you know what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying it will happen. Right. And and it could. His track record is such that it won't happen. Right. But seeing that arm motion yeah. is uh, sort of scary. You know, sure. it's a little bit ominous when you have a guy that throws that way, uh, and you've got, it's got to be a concern. You know, maybe he's a just a, maybe he's just a physical freak. You know, maybe yeah, it right. he he's a very and maybe ne- Harry, never has. He has so a I, unique arm action. Look, I've got I've got <laughs> we love that word unique. unique elbow. Uh, <laughs> no, look, he's he's got that weird funky delivery, uh, and I think it's been a concern his entire career that at any given point his elbow could blow up, but right. it hasn't. It hasn't. Well, so until that, that happens, you got to give him the benefit of the you doubt. You have that fear with any flamethrower, really. I mean, you just kind of have to deal with it when it happens. Sure. And, you know, I like the comparison to Randy Johnson. Tall, lefty. Randy Johnson was a little bit more burly. I mean, he was a tall guy. I mean, he was like seven feet tall, Randy mm. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Chris um, Sale's a tall guy, too. 6'6", six, six, Chris Sale is. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I was saying. Chris oh, okay. Sale, not quite Randy as Johnson tall. Randy Johnson was like 6'8", 6'9". If you let me six, finish, nine. yeah. 
Yeah, Randy Johnson was a tall guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I what well, was is is a tall guy. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. Sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's actually he's uh, a photographer he, now. He, he, he lost was. a few inches. Yeah, no. <laughs> he was Randy a tall Johnson, guy. He sort of lost during the his pl- photo during too. his playing days. Was a very tall baseball player. So I like the comparison. Uh, Chris Sale obviously not as tall as Randy was. Right. Still a tall guy. So I like that comparison. Tall lefty. But yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt him to maybe put on a little bit of weight. You know, I think just. Being that skinny, know. it's rude. I, I, don't you feel like he's no. a little no. too thin? No, no. He's not Clay Buckholtz and Erectus. Why do you need to? Why do you need to gain weight if you're going to pitch the way he does? Right, that's he's true. Fine. He's fine. Look, he, he's got a weird. He's got a weird delivery. He's got an odd arm angle. He throws the ball at 96 miles an hour, and he's six foot six. So let the guy and if he do needs what to, gives he him can success. Get it up to 98. So sure, uh, and I mean uh, he's gonna do what he's done his entire career. So he's gonna uh, he's gonna continue that, and yeah. he'll probably continue to have success. The guy's legit. You've you've got an ace, Red Sox fans. You, you got do. a real ace, and, and hopefully, you know, this team's goal is obviously bigger than regular season success, and he's never had postseason experience. So you got to hope that that carries over once this team reaches the playoffs mm-hmm. because, as we know, the ace of the rotation last year is 0-8 in the postseason, except yeah. for the two relieving starts that he had. He's actually like 0-9, by the way. Is he 0-9 now? Yeah. Either way. <laughs> I-, I mean, ugly. You need a guy that's going to go out there and have some balls on the mound, and Chris Sale has got it. He's going to scare hitters off the plate, and he's going to own that outside part, of the- especially to righties, right? If he comes into righties and then he's uh, and he's hitting his spot with that yeah. backdoor slider, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, it's that, awesome. That's the sound I was making it's every time. It's awesome. Sounds a little dirty, but we promise you it relates to baseball. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, Dave's, it's, it's Dave's dirty. not watching pornography with this, grandmother. This feeling is sexual, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look. If you just watch how he sets up hitters, it's amazing. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Look, you've got a legitimate ace out there, Red yep. Sox fans. Enjoy it. Enjoy this year with Chris Sale. And, and Enjoy got, every year with Chris Sale. And you've got two more after this at a reasonable contract. And then two more years, too. You're not too. paying him $30 no, 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 million it's, dollars it's a three year. Total. The, the two years after this, I believe, are club options. No, there's two that. other years after that. Nope. No, yeah. I looked at it. I don't think you're going to get him, though. It's three those, years, 39 total. Two years, club option. Yeah, I, I, from what I understood, it was three years at Chris Sale. Yep, it's three years at $39 million. Dollars. That is the entire length of we'll the contract. We'll obviously cross that bridge. If he loves it, it here, extend him. And hey, Eduardo Rodriguez just got out of the inning. Is that a one, two, three? Was it? Eddie Rodriguez. Yeah, hey, look at that. Unless unless I missed something. No, yeah. he's out of the inning. No end. hits. Clean there we go. Inning. Clean we, inning for Erod. A nice quick year. inning for right? Erod too. Very economical with his pitches. There you go. That. That's why there you got to see. All right, let's go to break. We've got five questions with Mark Lazell, who submitted his questions. That'll be a lot of fun. It'll be right back here on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire. Allergy congestion, cut grass, cat on the sofa, dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. So you own your own business. Got small ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. 
And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hi, uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, it had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We'd do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Find your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins wrap up the regular season today against the league's best as the Washington Capitals come to town with a Bruins win. They'll finish no lower than third place in the Atlantic Division. No Brad Marchand, no Tory Krug today. Anton Hudobin will be in net. Face-off from TD Garden is at 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, Ottawa and Toronto each have two games left to go. The Senators are up against the Rangers currently. That game scoreless in the first intermission. They'll take on the Islanders tomorrow. Toronto faces Pittsburgh tonight and Columbus tomorrow. The NHL playoffs will begin on Wednesday, April 12th. The Celtics have dropped back-to-back games first to Cleveland on Wednesday, then to Atlanta the following night. They'll try to right the ship today, taking on the lowly Charlotte Hornets tonight. In Charlotte, tip-off is at 6. The Seas find themselves one game behind the Cavaliers for the top spot in the East with three games to go. And the Red Sox suffered their first loss of the 2017 campaign yesterday. Sox took a one-run lead in the eighth inning against the Tigers, but the bullpen imploded. Ultimately, Joe Kelly would walk home the game-winning run as the Sox fell in Detroit 6-5. They're back at it today. Mitch Moreland just hit a double in the top of the second, so he's on second base with no outs. That game currently scored at Comerica Park. Eddie Rodriguez on the hill for the Sox. With your Sports Center update, I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right up. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer the question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM Nashua. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 1250 AM Manchester. What did you say? And ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation. Putting on your headphones, Brian. Force a habit over <laughs> there. God. You see how uh, you no know how many sound. you know how many years I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no sound. Headphone in those issues today. No sound coming through the headphones. Got to adjust uh, on the fly. So Mitch Moreland uh, hit a leadoff double. Hopefully they can cash in some runs here. Yeah, they we'll, couldn't we'll see if when that, pa- after Pablo hit his leadoff double last uh, yesterday. Well, we'll see if the woes with runners in scoring position continue for the Red Sox here. Well, this is Jordan, yeah, we old man you, Zimmerman. We will keep you updated throughout five questions here. As we mentioned, um, Mark is not here. He is off on a camping trip, but he did send us his five questions last night. So we're going to lead it off here. Uh, question number one, Brian. So I kicked him square in the nut, and he cried was, like Nancy Kerrigan. Not stuff. Is this what, is this what the buzzer is going to be? It's in bro? honor of Brad Marchand. So in honor of Brad Marchand, it's going to be, is that the only nut uh, no, there's buzzer? five different ones. Five it's different? a surprise. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry for asking. All right. Uh, we already gave it one. away. <laughs> Ashish, <laughs> go take a seat. Go question, question number All one. buzzers are testicle related today. <laughs> <laughs> question number one, courtesy of Mark Lizelle. 
Chris Sale made his Red Sox debut on Wednesday. Thanks, Mark. We just spent an entire second talking about that. Do you think by the end of his tenure in Boston, he will be mentioned in the same breath as Pedro? No. I love. We, we kind of mentioned that. I mean, look, it's kind of hard to... I mean, nothing against Chris Sale. One of the best pitchers I've seen in a very long time. But to put him next to Pedro Martinez, who in his prime was like a, He's a contender for a triple crown every year. of... Famer. And I'm not saying, look, Chris Sale's certainly on the path to being that if he can stay healthy and if he can continue what he's done mm. over the first five, six years of his career, absolutely. But, I mean, just do yourself a favor. Go and look up Pedro's statistics between 1997 and 2000, and your job will literally hit the, hit the ground. He was dominant. He, like, he had a one-point like, something ERA. So it's, it's really years. hard to, to put anyone in the same breath as Pedro, really. If Chris Sale has but. that zero ERA this year, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he has a sub-one ERA. Then maybe we can start talking right. about him in the same breath as Pedro. But no. No, you can't even you can't start talking about that right now. You know, it's it's way way too early in his career, in his Red Sox career. No, this guy hasn't accomplished nearly what no. Pedro has. And even if he Michael, does, no, no, even if he does, you're not going to even mention him in the same breath as Pedro. Pedro is one of the most beloved pitchers to ever wear a Red Sox uniform. It was the personality, it was the dominance, it was all of it put together, and he won a World Laura. Series with his team. All right, so that, no, no, no. <laughs> you are not mentioning Chris Sale in the same breath as Pedro Martinez. A nice productive no. out there, by the way. I'm just looking Pablo at Pedro. just hit a sack fly, and now Mitch Moreland's on third. It's not I'm a sack just, fly, though. Well, yeah, it is. No, no, it's, no, it's a sack fly if he scores. Yes. It's just a fly out. It's just a fly out. still a sack fly. <laughs> I'm just, just very quickly, Brian, before you answer with uh, Pedro and Chris Sale, I'm looking at Pedro's 1999. 23-4, and four, 313 strikeouts. 207 ERA. Yeah. When like, Chris Sale I, does so, that, you can talk to me. Yeah. Chris Sale's dominant, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can't right now, but you as can't much as it. I like Chris <laughs> Sale, like if Chris Sale has a filthy year this year, like say he goes 25 and 1 mm-hmm. with like a 2 something ERA and 275 strikeouts, I'd be like, all right, maybe. Yeah, then, maybe. Then maybe you can talk about it, but right. then he has to do that for like four more years. Your, your boy's up now. And he has to win a World JBJ. Series. JBJ! <laughs> JBJ! All right, uh, question two, Brian. Oh, my mommy, daddy button! <laughs> All right, question two. Mark asks, you legend. You really are a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Mark asks, uh, legendary comedian Don Rickles passed away at the age of 90 on Thursday. That's I'm not sad. sure if you guys knew this, but he actually played Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. I didn't know that. I, I did, did not. Don Rickles? Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I think so. That's what Mark I'm gonna. Plays. I'm gonna trust Mark. Sure. So he played Mr. Potato. <laughs> I don't. Tr- hold on. I'm gonna Google that. Go ahead well, I'm and sure Google it. But I, I believe. It, it's true. Yeah, I wouldn't think that he would have just said that for no reason. As uh, a, by the way, JBJ uh, with a sack fly. real a sack, sack fly, fly. A real driving sack in fly. Mitch Moreland, Red was, Sox lead. It was Don Rickles. It was Don Rickles. So yeah. Mark's uh, question here is: as a tribute to the great Don Rickles, I want to know if Mr. Potato Head was your favorite character from Toy Story. No. And if no. not, who was? Uh, no, sorry, Mark. It wasn't Mr. Potato Head. For me, it was. Woody? Ew. I liked uh, Ew. I liked, Woody. I liked Woody. It's Tom Hanks. I know, but I'm just saying you could have been like more creative with that. Oh, Buzz was, Woody's Buzz the main. I mean, it's Woody and Buzz. Those are the two right. main characters. Uh, and Buzz Bo was Pete, kind of an a-hole. T-Rex. Little Bo Peep. Bu- Slinky Dog. Would, I, nothing Slinky against Buzz dog. Lightyear, but he was kind of an a-hole in the beginning because he thought, oh, I can fly. Look at me. I'm awesome. Uh, the, I'm, the the pig. New, I'm Andy's new toy. Yeah, the piggy bank. The piggy bank. It was fun. <laughs> the piggy bank. Yeah. Right? That was, uh, uh, what's his name? From Cheers. Right, who played that the piggy yeah. bank? The, that guy about. from Cheers. Yeah, he's the mailman from yeah. Cheers. He had the mustache. Uh, and, uh, I forget his name. He's in all the Pixar movies. But I guess Mark's asking if you had to pick one character, and for me it's Woody, who would be your favorite from Toy Story? Mine's in the, the pig. honor of the great Don Rickles. Who was it? Mine's the pig. The piggy bank? Yeah. What about what about the little army guys? <laughs> the way they'd like march and like make that noise. Hot, hot, hot. I yeah, like those guys too because their feet were glued guys. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys were awesome. <laughs> I love those guys. Toy Story in general. They'd always send awesome. them on missions. The yeah. the like weird configured toys um, at the at the evil guy's house. Yeah, it's Sid. Right? Sid, yeah, yeah, Sid. But that Sid, like he was the, the baby, the baby that's like glasses. Yeah, like uh, mutating. Well, not mutating. It's, it's like it's just like experimented on. Well, it's just he just combined different toys. That kid was sick. Kind of crazy. Sorry, we all just got distracted briefly <laughs> by the Red Sox. Like, it. all at the same time, we all started watching the Red Sox there. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I could adjust this, too. Like, uh, Who's ahead. your favorite comedian, guys? 
You know, because uh, Don Rickles was a famous comedian. Eddie Murphy back in the day. Really? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, his, his stand-up now doesn't hold up. I'm a big You know, the thing is, like, if, if he did that stand-up today, uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't last as a stand-up comedian. The PC police would be all over him. Uh, so stop watching the Red Sox. We have a radio show to do. Pay attention. Mikey's turning around. Anyway. Oh uh, yeah. I'd anyway, say, now that we're in commercial I mean, break. Currently, I'd say Kevin Hart. Ew. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, He's hilarious. Yeah, he is. Uh, he my favorite. Why do you keep saying ew? To all I don't know. Say, what He's ew. funny. Uh, my favorites right now are Bill Burr, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is my top. Uh, Louis That's just had a new special Hannibal on Netflix, Burris. which is hilarious. He's gonna be on uh, SNL this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's always a good watch. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, Mike Birbiglia, I don't know if you guys know him, but nope. he's one of my favorites now too. No one ever knows who that is, but he's funny. Uh, and then Dave Chappelle just had Dave his Chappelle. new special. Who's I haven't seen still one yet. of the funniest you know guys. I'm blanking on his name now, but I love this guy. He was in Breaking Bad. He was sort of the, he was the guy that Skyler Bill Burr. Hires. Bill Burr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you did mention him. Yeah. He's that was the first one I mentioned. He he might be my his, favorite. Uh, the F is for Family show is pretty good on that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's got a cartoon now. Yeah. Too. That's what it is. We F just, is we just for butchered family. Mark's question about Don Rickles and Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to turn it out. Well, his question was ew. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched Toy Story uh, recently enough to be able There's to There's a fourth one coming out in 20 years. I haven't seen seen the that. third one. What? I haven't seen I, Toy uh, Story uh, 3. What? I haven't seen Toy Story 3. Have I've you seen Finding Dory? God, it was one of the yeah, most emotional movie. movies I've ever seen. Really? Was. Toy Story 3 uh, is notorious for making adults cry. Yep. Oh, i got to watch it now. I mean, like, Wait, I wait you want to cry? Well, I mean, I grew up on the first he, one. He wants to cry. It was sad, man. I know. I hey, for anyone that watched Toy Story endlessly as a kid like I that's did. That's what I mean. Course. No, that's that's why. It was people our age yeah. went to the theaters, watched Toy Story 3, didn't know what they were getting themselves into because the last 20 minutes, you're you're just like uh, holding back tears, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. What? How? How are toys making me feel this sort of emotion? That's Animated the thing. Toy toys. Story, and again, like I, we're getting sidetracked here, but Toy Story actually had a really good emotional core. Those movies, you know, it talks uh, about like nothing like the third one. Really, but in the oh first God, one, it deals, with, it. it deals with jealousy and envy. Right? Woody gets really jealous when Buzz shows All right, up. Can we sk- go to question three? Okay, let's go to question three. Sorry, this question number three. Show. <laughs> you gotta always protect the McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, sorry, we're, we are without headphones. Yeah, here. I wasn't sure if it fired, but listen, no, I'm to sorry, it. I could talk about Toy Story all day or Disney movies, Pixar movies, or whatever. But I'm we sorry. won't. But we won't. We, we will I won't not. bore you. I will with stop you. Crap. I will mute your microphone. <laughs> all right, Mark asks here question number three. There's no doubt Boston is the most spoiled city in America right now when it comes to pro teams. The Pats are coming off a Super Bowl. The Sox are looking to make another World Series run. They just had Chris Sale make his debut the other day. The Bruins and the Celtics also playoff bound. So that got me thinking who do you guys think is the second most spoiled fan base interesting question mm. uh, i don't know i gotta go with chicago yeah that's what i was thinking i mean and it's not even close you know Black House in the cup? Uh, no yeah, yeah that's totally, about it totally that's, I mean, it. that's, that's it chicago right fire for the mls but i mean if you consider like the amount of championships it is i think right. they're the next Recently. closest over the past 15 years yeah be new york though i mean like no. look, well we're looking at a condensed time frame. yeah the not last 15 like, years yeah okay what yeah, does new Yankees york want twice with the yankees <laughs> that's it yeah and that's and it. the giants no uh, yeah you're right the giants won two but they have too many teams. They got right. two teams in every freaking league. Right, and they're technically in New Jersey, most yeah. of the teams. Yeah, that's true. The Giants, and then, let's see, 2009 with the Yankees, and then 2000 with the Yankees, right? And then they that's lost That's not 15 years. That's so that's 17 years. Well, then if you go back into the 90s, they won four. No, for this barometer, we're for starting this, okay, when we're the starting. Patriots won in 2001. Okay, then it's tough. I mean, yeah, Chicago works. I... I don't know, maybe, like, the thing is, if we're taking an entire city, it's really tough to do. I have to just go with one fan base, and I think the one fan base I would choose is, we were talking about it earlier, the Red Wings. I mean, the Red Wings, for a quarter of a century, were walked into a playoff spot every single year. I mean, talk about taking that for granted. Oh, for sure. Uh, That was a historic run that the Red Wings went went on there. Um, Did they win any titles then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they won uh, two, I believe, in the 25 years, or maybe three. I can't remember what they won in the 90s. They definitely won in the 90s with Steve Eisenman, and they certainly beat the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think it's Chicago. Right now, right now it's Chicago. Yeah, I agree. For me, at least. I agree. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of another 
town that could even come close to being labeled as like. Well, unfortunately, they have the Bears. Do it by city. It has to be by fan base because Boston is unique in the sense that every one of our four, yeah, every one of our pro teams have has won since the Patriots started it off in 2001. Mm. No other city can really, you know, lay claim to that. Right. It's just a fan base based on individual sports, like the Cavs. Their fans right now are spoiled and have been spoiled, except for that little four-year period where LeBron ditched them. But for the most part, if you take that out, the Cavs have been spoiled in terms of wherever LeBron goes. But then you got the Cleveland Browns. Well, that's the thing. The dumpster fire. I mean, for the most part, the Indians were in the World Series. For the most part, the Indians have sucked. Only recently have the Indians been since uh, Terry Francona joined the discussion. Hey, 07 ALCS, they were on the brink. Then JD Drew messed with that. (laughs) Whatever. Josh Beckett. All right, next question, Brian. Okay, so uh, what are we on? Question four now? Yes. Sorry, Mark. I'm I'm butchering your five questions, Mark. He butchered them himself. (laughs) Mark asks, Ouch. How do you guys, yeah, I was going to say, shop on the belt. Have they? Yeah, we're we're about to run Ah. over, which means it's good. Yeah. started late. All right, guys. uh, Mark asks, how do you guys feel about Phil Simms being replaced as the number one color commentator on CBS by Tony Romo? Good. And who is worse at their job, Phil Simms or Chris Collinsworth? Phil Simms Simms is Um, the worst at it. Phil Simms is worse. But the thing is, how do I feel about it? Kind of sad, actually, because it's a guilty pleasure of mine to watch Phil Simms do his job. Why? It's just, it's funny to hear what that guy has to say. And he doesn't have to say much, though. I, he states the obvious, and it's kind of funny. Right. The way he, he says it, he literally, tries to sound smart. He literally states the obvious. Like, if you ever go to Phil Simms Quotes, at Phil Simms Quotes on Twitter, it's yeah. the most hilarious thing to watch a Rob game and then Gronkowski's track Gronkowski's a tough guy to take down. He's a big man. He's <laughs> you, a big man. And, and he's also a Patriots hater. Have you, he is a Patriots hater, but have you guys ever seen that clip of him explaining what a forward pass is? Yeah. That is not a forward pass, Jim, because in order for it to be a forward pass, the ball has to go forward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Phil. Uh, so, uh, football <laughs> players generally, well, they they go out and and play they football. tackle and play football it, and, and, <laughs> and deliver hits that you wouldn't believe. We should we should have done this uh, this past March a bracket of you know worst color commentators and had. Tim McCarver, Phil Sims, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, wait. So, well, well, Jim, third and one on the goal line here. They're going for a touchdown. Yeah, no crap, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, Jim Nance. I have a sub question uh, for this. What? Uh, when will Tony Romo get hurt in the broadcast booth? Ooh, good one. <laughs> good that's, that's a good one. You give it three games. We'll get before. like See, I was I was saying week six laryngitis. <laughs> uh, my roommate said week three with a sinus infection. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll be riding the elevator up, up to the broadcast booth one day, and he'll just fall down, and his back will snap again. Well, uh, you can still broadcast. Well, with usually, a bad back. usually the play-by-play guy is the one that does the back to you guys, right? But I was just hoping that if Tony Romo gets that, he gets like intercepted by a. Commercial. <laughs> All right, back to you in the studio. And he's like about to say studio on <laughs> oh, the yeah, Castro no, commercial. That's going to be an issue for Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah. he, look, he's not going to do a good job. No. The, the timing is going to be all off. Jim Nance is going to do all the heavy I don't think here. he's going to know how to speak uh, being a color commentator. The inflections are important. The timing is important. All of that stuff that goes into being a color commentator you, you have to use some Tony Romo has no idea about. On a monopoly or he might not to mention, us. not to Chuck mention, us. he's going to he's not going to say anything negative about the players on the field. Because he is considering coming back. He's right? a peer of them. He's their peer. Half the players that he's going to be commentating on are his peers. He's not going to have any critique of these players. Anyone who goes out, it could be Jay Cutler. Oh, Jay Cutler, for what it's worth, he's a great quarterback. You know, he's got a lot of arm talent, a lot of arm strength. No, he doesn't, Tony. Give us some real critical analysis. I'm already getting him in trouble for something he hasn't done. But, but that's what I expect from Tony Romo this year in the booth. All right, final question. Final question. The Vanilla Nut Tats. Oh! <laughs> These nut buzzers. <laughs> Stop doing it, Marshan. Not cool. Question number five. Mark asks, as you guys know, I couldn't make the show this week because I'm out on a camping trip. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I've mentioned that like eight times on what? the show today. What? I thought you were here. <laughs> so for my time. final question, I want to know if you guys are avid campers. No. And I'm not. if so, I'm not. what's your favorite part of camping? The None last time it. I went camping, I think I was like 18. My favorite part Snuggling of camping in a is, sleeping is bed. going home from camping. You, well, I mean, it's not like I hate camping. I just, I'm not an Scaring off camper. bears. 
Camping's, What's with the bear jokes? Camping's <laughs> honestly, like, I don't even know if it's something that people enjoy on the whole. So I don't know if I can even call it an overrated experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of- Like, do people like it to the point where I can call it way overrated? I, I don't know. I, don't, I, mean, I feel like camping was a much bigger thing in the 90s. Am I alone in that? I just feel like people camped well, yeah, more when in the Yeah, when there was actual real stuff to when do. When there was no social right. media, when right. there were no you, smartphones. You didn't have, when there were no, uh, there exactly. were no cell phones, like at least not as much right. you weren't, there were, You there weren't there were glued big to blocks, technology. Big ass, yeah, big-ass laptops. Yeah, yeah people, I, I think with, that people, people did that kids, more. you know, you need something to do for a weekend. You go camping. You enjoy the great outdoors. No, now if you have kids, you stick them in front of a TV, give them a video game console, and say, all right, see you later, kid. Have a good time. They don't even go outside with those anymore. Colors and stimulation. Watch a sunset for crying out loud. I feel like camping is one of those activities where one of your friends asks you if you want to go and you're just like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? No, I haven't been camping in a while. That's me. It's literally like, hey, pitching tents. I don't want to do it. Oh, come on, though. It'll be fun. We'll go, you know, the great outdoors. We got bug spray. Oh, yeah, bug spray. Anything that requires bug spray sucks. I don't want to do it. In other words, enjoy uh, your crappy camping experience, Martin, because, uh, I mean, look, I don't hate camping. I just, I'm not an avid camper. I've camped as a kid. Don't get me wrong. I've pitched tents. I've sat around a fireplace and roasted marshmallows and had s'mores, which, s'mores. by the way, are awesome. So s'mores that, yeah, are if underrated. There, if, if there's a positive experience from camping, that's one I have from childhood, is you know, making s'mores. You know what's a common misconception about camping? What? That it's the only place you can make s'mores. That's true. That's the only time I've ever had s'mores is when I've gone camping. I yeah, I've made like, them in my apartment. I yeah. haven't like randomly been it's at home actually and been easier. like, hey, let me make s'mores. It's actually much easier <laughs> to just make s'mores in your apartment so, than it is to make a fire and roast marshmallows over it. Look, uh, don't get me wrong. I like being a roasted marshmallow. Mm, they're mean. But I don't need to go out to the woods in order to eat a roasted marshmallow. Sure. And everyone knows it. Yeah. So in other words, no, Mark, we are not avid campers. <laughs> and again, I have nothing against it, but eh, that's that's my reaction to camping is mm, eh, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Blast off coming up next. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Allergy congestion. Cut grass. Cat on the sofa. Dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. So you own your own business. Got small ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. In the last decade, more than 400,000 people died on America's roadways. That's one person every 13 minutes. Roadway deaths strike the young or old at any time of the year, at any hour of the day or night. And it doesn't matter whether you drive a car on a highway, ride a motorcycle or bicycle on a country road, or simply take a walk near traffic. Everyone is at risk. Since 1969, members of the American Traffic Safety Services Association have worked diligently to make our nation's roadways safer by providing the majority of roadway safety features, including bright signs and pavement markings, guardrails, and crash cushions. These are just some of the roadway devices that save thousands of lives each day. Since most of our roadways were built in the 1950s, there's so much more work that needs to be done to reach the ultimate goal of zero deaths. Safer roads save lives. To learn how you can get involved, visit ATSSA.com. A public service message from the American Traffic Safety Services Association. Hi, I'm Anthony Munoz, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. I was fortunate to have played left tackle for 13 years with the same team, twice in Super Bowls and 11 consecutive years in the Pro Bowl. I said fortunate, not lucky, because I maintain a good work ethic and plan for my good health, working out regularly. I didn't take unnecessary risks. I also wore pads, helmet, and other protective equipment to keep me safe. I'm honored to help the Good Samaritan program and its desire to get soldiers, Marines, 
Marines and civilians to help reduce mishaps. Team effort is another concept I use throughout my career. Teammates helping teammates will work. The lessons I've learned in my football career can be applied to traffic and off-duty safety. The right equipment like seat belts, helmets, and motorcycles, and high-risk activities and goggles or glasses will help reduce mishaps. Don't depend on luck to keep you alive. It's better to plan for your future and for your safety. It simply takes a momentary loss of attention to land you on the bench, sidelines, or worse. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins wrap up the regular season today against the league's best as the Washington Capitals come to town with a Bruins win. They'll finish no lower than third place in the Atlantic Division. No Brad Marchand, no Tory Krug today. Anton Hudobin will be in net. Face-off from TD Garden is at 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, Ottawa and Toronto each have two games left to go. The Senators currently playing the Rangers. They're scoreless in the second period period. They take on the Islanders tomorrow. Toronto faces Pittsburgh tonight and Columbus tomorrow. The NHL playoffs will begin on Wednesday, April 12th. The Celtics have dropped back-to-back games, first to Cleveland on Wednesday, then to Atlanta the following night. They'll try and right the ship today, taking on the lowly Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. Tip-off is at 6. The Seas find themselves one game behind the Cavaliers for the top spot in the East with three games to go. The Red Sox, they suffered their first loss of the 2017 campaign yesterday in a 6-5 loss to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Looking a little bit better today, though. Eddie Rodriguez on the hill. He is uh, giving up no hits, no runs through three innings. They're heading into the, oh, I'm sorry, through two innings. They're heading into the top of the third. Red Sox on top, 1-0 on a JBJ sacrifice fly, which drove in Mitch Moreland. Uh, and that is your Sports Center update for today. And uh, Bruins playoffs coming up this week. Everyone's going to be excited for that. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Blast Off is next on the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere. All right, final few minutes here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Six it is minutes the blast to be exact. Off. By the way, uh, quick update. update from the update, Ottawa just scored. Yes. So it's now one nothing update. Senators. Is that a good thing? No. Oh. No. I didn't know what it was good I, I mean, we, if it, look, Ottawa, Ottawa losing, they've already clinched, so Ottawa losing means that um, the Bruins have a shot at home ice advantage. If Ottawa wins, we got no shot. At home ice advantage. Oh, we don't but care we about can that. still finish third in the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, uh, home ice is important. If you get second place, the thing is, uh, you're one point behind Ottawa right now. I thought you, anything could happen in the NHL. Yeah, but you still want every advantage you yeah. can get. Right. Yeah, why why sure. wouldn't you want home ice? Yeah. <laughs> so if Ottawa gets if Ottawa gets a point uh, over the course of the next two games. Uh, then you win the tiebreaker as long as you get two points today against Washington. If you lose, you're you're gonna finish uh, either in the wild card spot or in third place in the Atlantic. Uh, if you win, you are locking up a spot in the Atlantic, so you avoid Washington no matter what. And then it's about what Ottawa does in their final two games. And obviously, right now, it's looking good for the Senators. They're up one nothing to the Rangers in the second period. If that holds up, they will lock up home ice advantage and second place in the Atlantic. So beyond that, the Bruins still control their destiny in terms of not playing the Washington Capitals <laughs> in round one, which, so, is, which is what you want. You the, don't want the main thing them. is you need Toronto not to get points in the final two games, right? No, not necessarily. Oh. Uh, Toronto uh, doesn't... In order to avoid Washington. Yes, yes. Yeah, if you yeah. lose... Yes. You, you which, need Toronto to which lose is both like a ninety percent chance of them losing. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so Washington is bringing like their full squad today, is what I've heard. Uh, Toronto two points back of the Bruins. Again, you own the tiebreaker. So Toronto needs a win, and then they need at least a point in that second game. True. So they need a total okay. of three out of a possible four points, Toronto does, in order to uh, jump the Bruins in terms of that wild card spot. Okay. And they've got two games remaining against two tough teams in Pittsburgh and Columbus. So that's your playoff picture. Bruins have it completely in their hands where they end up here. If they end up with 97 points if, with a win today, they're going to lock up a spot in the Atlantic. 
They avoid the capitals. That's what you want. Ideally, that is what you want. And don't forget, right now, today, you're without Marshand and you're without Tory Krug. You could be without Tory Krug going into the postseason, Ooh. which if that happens... That's not good. Oh, you're in trouble. Mm. You're in trouble. He's your puck-moving defenseman. He starts every breakout. He starts your breakout, and especially if you play the Ottawa Senators, just a quick thing on that matchup. They play that trap game in the neutral zone. Uh, and the Bruins couldn't really figure it out until that last game on Thursday. But if you don't have a defenseman who can make the first pass coming out of your own end, you'll be in some trouble against that neutral zone trap. So you really need Tory Krug back for this postseason run if, if the Bruins are going to make it. You want to play either Ottawa or the Leafs. Avoid the Capitals at all costs. You'll probably see why today when you play the Capitals. And who knows? Maybe Hudobin will stand on his head again today, like he did against Chicago a week ago uh, on Sunday of last week when he made 41 saves and beat the Blackhawks. Now, my one other take for the Bruins today was that in the last two games that you really were going up against, uh, well, okay, so the Islanders, for example. When you went into that game against the Islanders, it was the biggest game of the year. You were out of the postseason at that point. You were out of the playoff picture, according to the standings. You put Anton Hudobin in net, Tuka Rast doesn't play that game, you get a win. You end up playing against a team in Chicago who is a very much playoff caliber team. They're going to win the West. And Hudobin again. And Hudobin plays again. So 41 saves. While Tuka's been good in the games that he's played, he didn't play in the biggest game of the year against the Islanders. No. He didn't play against a really tough team, the toughest team you played in that six-game winning streak in Chicago. And you're not playing him today against the best team in the league. So Tuca going into the postseason, you know, you would think maybe you want him to go out there against a couple of playoff caliber opponents in big moments to maybe get his head straight because what we saw from Tuca against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago was nothing to write home about. Mm -hmm. So you want Tuca on his game going into the postseason. He's going to get a little extra rest. You know, Doby's, Doby's out there. If he gives up five goals in the first... He's finishing that game. Oh, yeah. They are not putting Tuka Raskin to the middle of this game. So right. it's it's Hudobin in net today. That's what you're running with. I don't hate it because Doby's been hot. He's won six straight, including his best performance of the year against Chicago last week. So it really, it's about Tuka. It's about Tuka if you want to make a run. It's always about the goalie. But you need Krug back. You're going to have Marshan back, and you need Tuka to be at the top of his game once you enter the postseason. And again, the NHL playoffs begin next Wednesday. Uh, that's the 12th uh, for the Bruins. We don't know the schedule yet. We'll see uh, probably on Monday yeah. what the postseason schedule is right, like. Right, because tomorrow is the last day of the season. That is correct. Any uh, parting thoughts as we get off here on the Red Sox, Brian? Uh, watch Chris Sale on Monday versus Absolutely. Justin Verlander. That's I, pretty I, much. I will be tuned right in now. for that one. For <laughs> it, sure. It's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, Red Sox are at home starting Tuesday for a week. They're mm-hmm. home through Patriots Day. Right, so. right. Yeah, I'll be there every So, nice little day. stretch there coming up. Any Celtics thoughts as we wrap it up? Celtics thoughts, just cling on to that uh, number two seed right yeah, now. Yeah, their last game's the Wednesday. Right now, yeah, right now you're facing the Bulls in the first round. I think that's a better matchup for you than the Pacers. So, oh, you in want that the sense, Bulls. You want in that the sense, Bulls. maybe they don't want the number one seed. And that's where Brian and I were really deferring is I wanted the number one seed to make a statement. Brian was thinking, get the number two seed and get a better matchup well, in the first round. We're, neither of us is wrong. It just depends on how you view right. it, what you value. I wanted to make a statement. You wanted a better matchup. And, well, and they should win their final three games by the way you got the hornets tonight they should the way they've been playing though you got the nets at home on monday as as i said it's how they're playing right now sure yeah and i agree it's concerning the way that they are playing right now uh having lost to atlanta and the night before that being completely emasculated by lebron james (laughs) yes on uh, on two straight plays he took down your team and then took some of your fans with him back to including with your blood which people weren't happy about shame Truly is. Uh, well, he's one of the best players in the world, though. That's what he's going to do to you. Brian, you are off next week. I am. Right, so it's going to be another three-person show. Mark will be back from his camping trip. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about that on next week's show and right. have a lot to talk about. Right, unless we have a revenant situation going on right <laughs> Maybe. now. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, for Brian Roach and Dave Pollard, Amishi Sharma, have a good week, everyone. We'll talk to you next Go week. Bye. Bye.